This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Pamela Starr with Starr & Company. Pamela, thank you for joining us today. I'm very happy to be here today. Great. So as a leading authority in small business marketing, what made you get into this and what made you want to help entrepreneurs with, with their business marketing? Great question. I am the child of an entrepreneur. And when I was young, I watched my father grow his business, struggle quite a bit with the business and work constantly on the business, which meant that, you know, vacations and trips to Disney World were kind of few and far between. And so I always said, I will never do that. I want to have a real job with paid vacation and always wanted to know where my next paycheck was coming from. Fast forward to 2002, I guess it was, I found myself with a great paying corporate job. I was also a single mother by that point in my life. And what I found was trying to balance the needs of my job with the needs of myself and my child was a real struggle. I was leaving work early every day, according to my boss. And I was showing up late every day, according to daycare. And finally, I said, I can't do this anymore. And so I put a tremendous amount of thought into it. And I decided, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to become self-employed. And um, I paid off all my bills. I built my savings. And in that one year time period, I did a lot of research. And so in March of 2003... I left my good paying corporate job and, you know, went out there by myself. Everybody was shocked. They said, Pamela, how can you do that? What are you going to do about health insurance? What about your 401k? You know, maybe you should just do it part-time on the side. And it was like, I have no time to do anything part-time on the side. Mm -hmm. So the very first thing that I did though, was I hired a coach for my business. And what my coach told me, because I had no clients, I had no prospects. She said, you need to do presentations 
in front of groups of people who are your ideal future clients and let them get to know you. And so that's what I did. I picked up the phone and called one of my good friends who was, happened to be in real estate. And I said, hey, Mary, you know, I know you talk about sales meetings that you go to every week. You know, how does that work? She's like, oh, I'll introduce you to my broker. And so I met with him, explained to him how I helped people. At the time, I did highly personalized direct mail to help people build their repeat and referral business. And he said, sure, you can come on in and do a presentation at my you know, sales meeting. We're booked for a couple of weeks, but you know, a month down the road, come on down. So I got all my stuff together, had my, um, back then I had my science boards, you know, the fold up ones that, you know, our kids did in sixth grade and I had my pictures on it and I did my presentation and I got three new clients in that very first presentation that I did. And then because that one event was successful, I talked to the broker and he said, oh, you should talk to my associate. That's a broker at this other real estate agency. And so then because I had that warm lead, I was able to book another presentation at that other real estate agency. And so that's how my business grew. I helped independent professionals who needed to build their prospect list. I helped them build their repeat and referral business. And I grew my entire business by doing educational workshops and seminars. A Couple of years down the road, I had that business for seven years. And I grew it to the point where Constant Contact, which is one of the nation's leading email marketing companies, recruited me because they were trying to build that particular market that I happened to be living in. And they needed somebody who knew how to do educational workshops in order to talk to small businesses about marketing strategies to grow their business. So um, it was really interesting because I was doing something very, very similar Um, but with a different product. And so for another seven years, I did educational workshops for Constant Contact. Um, Gary, I don't know if you've ever been in the corporate world, but those of us who have been in the corporate world have lived the life of, you do a really good job at this, so you get promoted. And next thing you know, you look around and you're like, I don't like what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. as, as it happens in the corporate world, the company ended up being sold and they shut down the entire local education program. Um, so then I was out of a job that lasted for a couple of months and I was trying to figure out what did I want to do. I didn't want to go back in the corporate world at all whatsoever. I, my passion is working with small businesses and independent professionals. And then I got a magical phone call that, um, kind of came out of nowhere from somebody I didn't really know very well. And that call was, hey, Pamela, Google wants to talk to you. Are you interested? And of course, there's really only one answer to that particular question. And I said, yes, of course. So I scheduled a online interview. It turned out that Google has a division called Grow with Google that helps educate different audiences, including small businesses. And so the woman who I had my interview with was the person in charge of one of Grow With Google's local education teams. And we scheduled the interview. I did some background research on her. At the very beginning of the interview, I said to her, you know, we've met before. 
And she said, where did we meet before? And I said, we were both speakers at this big event. And you know, I mentioned the event. She said, I remember you. You were wearing a red dress. You're in. And so what I learned through all those experiences is me doing educational workshops and seminars to small businesses. That's what opened up the door to everything for my professional business. I've been a speaker for Google. It's a contract gig. Google's my client um, for six years now. Gary, the reason why I'm here today with you is because a member of your team attended one of my Google webinars that I did. And she reached out to me and she said, hey, Pamela, you know, we think that you, know, you might be a great fit for what Gary's trying to accomplish. And so I've spent my entire professional career helping these small businesses get more clients, do more prospecting by using different marketing strategies um, to grow. Right. Now, you know, everybody thinks that, or not everybody, a lot of business owners think that, okay, you know, with my marketing and things like that, it's a, a set it and forget it thing. And, or, you know, what I've been doing for the last, you know, 10, 15 years is, is good enough because it's, it's got the business rolling in that I want. You know, tell me how, how, how is that such broad thinking? You know, people think about that in particular in regard to their websites. One of the things people will say to me all the time is, you know, hey, Pamela, five years ago, I was on the first page of Google. Today, I'm on page three of Google. I haven't changed anything on my website. How come Google doesn't like me anymore? And, and I have to, you know, let them know it's not a matter of Google not liking you anymore. People get frustrated because Google changes its algorithms all the time. But what people need to understand is consumer behavior changes rapidly, especially now we're filming this in 2023. Consumer behavior has changed incredibly since early 2020. And we all know that's because of our good friend, COVID-19. Right. And so the concept of I build a website, it's static. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Done. That's not going to get your business to where you need to be in 2024. And so people need to understand that it's a process. But ultimately, especially for people that are in professional services, you need people to know you, like you, and trust you. If they perhaps get a referral to you, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to look for your website. They are going to look for your social media. If your website looks out of date, out of touch, if the graphics look kind of homespun, um, they're going to think your business is out of date, out of touch, kind of homespun. And I, I think people don't realize that. They say, oh, I've got a website, you know, but I get all my business through referrals. And my website's not really that important to me. Um, or they get frustrated because they think that they need to be number one on Google. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to be number one on Google. Of course, I do. I imagine you do. The challenge with being hyper-focused on your Google rankings and trying to be higher than the other competitors you might have in your market is what that's doing is it's turning you and your business into basically a commodity. You're saying there's nothing special about me. I'm just as good as any other CPA or I'm just as good as any other financial planner. So I need to be number one. But really businesses need to focus on what differentiates them 
and absolutely weave that into your online presence. Weave that into the other marketing strategies that you use. You know, do your podcast, do your YouTube channel, do your face-to-face -face presentations or do your webinars because that's what's truly going to add um, color to your business and help people say, yes, this person is perfect for me. And I'm not going to worry about those other businesses that might show up higher in Google's rankings. Right. Now, when it comes to, to you know, the marketing again, we, we, you know, you're certainly saying, hey, you know, you can't just set it and forget it. Um, and you have a lot of experience with Google, which has its own, I'm going to say has its own platform itself besides your own website um, and keeping things updated, you know, making sure that you're answering reviews and things like that, that people get good or bad. Um, how, when you work with your clients with this, um, how often are you meeting with them and kind of how far out in advance are you actually putting together a marketing plan for? Yeah, so the clients that I work with, I coach people who really do want to grow their prospect list and their client list. We do a lot of focus on doing just what we're doing right now, which is having conversations with people who are their ideal future clients. That's really the core of how I support people. The other elements absolutely fall into that umbrella. So things like a Google business profile absolutely do need to be kept up to date. And that's where people's reviews on Google fit. Having said that, not all businesses are eligible for a Google business profile and not all businesses really should, while well, you don't want to ignore it, but they should not spend all of their time focusing on their Google business profile. There's a lot of misconceptions about that. The Google business profile is an amazing tool that can help people in your local community discover you. Right. And so if you are like you are an accountant or CPA, if you only worked with people in your local community, perfect. Um, doggy daycare, you obviously only work with people in your local community, perfect. Um, but I work with so many people now whose business, because of the results of COVID, have ex has expanded. All of a sudden, they're no longer limited to just helping people in their local community who can get in their car, drive to their office, sit right. down in the waiting room for 20 minutes and then have a 15 minute eyeball to eyeball conversation. They're able to help so many more people. And if that's the case, the Google business profile, yes, it needs to be up to date, but that is not going to drive the prospects to you if you're really trying to reach people nationwide. And businesses really kind of struggle with that concept. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that I'm constantly reminding people, you do need to keep it up to date. Like you said, you do need to respond to your reviews. But that should not be, again, the overarching part of your local marketing, unless you truly are a hyper-local business, like I said, like the doggy daycare down the street. Right, right. I, I mean, I know I have found, um, even with, with my local clients, um, they've gotten to where they want to have the, the Zoom or Teams meeting or something like that, because they just look at, hey, this is so much more convenient that we can just talk face to face and I don't have to take time off of work to come into your office, so forth and so on. Um, and, and I know that that's something that, that more and more people are starting to, starting to do. How in the social media um, market and, and 
marketing side of things, how do we get that message out there where it's effective, uh, where we're communicating effectively with, with our potential um, clients? Right. That is something that people need to understand. Their websites, their social media platforms, those should be considered lead generation strategies or prospect generation strategies. And you know, people will ask me all the time, will I take a look at their website? Sure. What people need to understand is if I was to go to somebody's website today, when I leave that website, I should have instructions on exactly what do I want to do or before I leave that website. Mm -hmm. And so what I coach businesses is you need to know when a stranger lands on your website or on your social media platform or attends one of your educational website uh, webinars, what do you want that person to do? Right. And then once you know what you want them to do, it needs to be specific. Do you want them to book an appointment with you? Do you want them to download a special report? Do you want them to sign up for your email list? You need to know what you want them to do, and then you need to tell them what to do. That's your call to action. And the call to action should be on virtually every page of your website in the upper area of it. You know, if you want people to look at your website and call you, don't bury your telephone number on the bottom of your homepage. Don't bury it on the contact us page. And I know sometimes people think, oh, it looks kind of cheesy, you know, to have that big call now on there. But if you want people to call you, you have to tell them what to do. And it's the same thing with social media. People will say, oh, I posted that already. If you want people to call you based on your social media presence, you need to post on an ongoing basis. Sure, say it in different ways in different posts. Right. But you need to be super clear what you want people to do. And that's, I think, something that a lot of small businesses don't think about that quite yet. They just say, oh, I want, I want more business. I want my website to help me get more business. It's like, well, you need to be a little bit more clear about how right. you define that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, using that, that sniper rifle versus the shotgun. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. You've also done a lot of professional training and things like that um, for different businesses. Um, lots of times, I think that the people forget um, to do that with their team. Um, what's your, you know, your opinion on doing the the team style train professional training? You know. It's funny, I was having a conversation with my sister, ironically, about this literally yesterday. We were talking about how on a team, it's not necessarily like we're all going to vote and do X, Y, and Z. Right. Also, there are some people who, and you, we need them on our team oftentimes, they're very good at their one task. You know, They continue doing on with their one task. The thing, though, that we all need to understand is like it or not, the world has changed dramatically in the last few years, and it is going to continue to change dramatically in the upcoming years. My guess is 2005 is going to look very different than 2003. You know, all the um, artificial intelligence tools that have just exploded all over the place right now, 2005 the way that we operate our business is probably going to be completely different. The way we get clients is going to be completely different. The way we manage our website is going to be completely different. 
And we need to start thinking about what those changes could be. And even if we don't know yet, and I don't think anybody does, we need to put ourselves in a mental place. And our team also needs to be in that mental place that we have to be prepared for change. And so with our team, helping them understand change is a good thing. Change means our business will thrive and grow. They need that training too, just as just as much as you know the business owner themselves needs it. Yeah, I, I think lots of times um, what happens with business owners is they go to do the training and you know, you're talking about AI as, as being something there. They do the training, but then it never trickles down to the team. So I think it's one of those things that that if you're going to get the training and then you look at it, then you need to have your team trained also. Um, I think AI is, we use AI way more than, than, than we think. I mean, and, it, and it's sometimes people just don't think that they're using it, but they are. Um, and I think that, that in business, this is in the next, you know, probably two years, it's going to change. Um, you know, I had an attorney on, on the show that, um, that is, um, her, her area of expertise is AI. Mm. And we were talking about, you know, what, what's going on with, um, you know, different laws and things like that. And she said, right now, there aren't a whole lot of specific laws. And there's definitely not any case studies yet, because they haven't had them. But she's looking, you know, her, her opinion is, in the next, you know, two years, we are going to see a lot more. Right. Um, so, in that aspect of it, it's like AI. I mean, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, using AI to help engage potential clients or, or you know, who your target, target audience is? Yeah, you know, people that I talk to have very different feelings about AI. Some people are like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. Other people are like, oh, you know what? It's going to give you wrong information. What the people who I coach people who I work with, I let them know, at least as it is right now in 2023, summertime of 2023, AI is a great idea generator for you. And so I use AI literally every day. Now, what I don't do is type in something into, you know, chat GPT, copy it, paste it on my website. What I do is I use it as thought, you know, it helps me with my brainstorming. It's kind of like brainstorming by myself. And then I discuss that with my team. Right. And so, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest thing, certainly for the foreseeable future, that people need to embrace it. Um, but people, you know, there are people out there, they don't like change. Right. And, you know, I try to gently, lovingly remind people, you know, we're no longer typing on actual physical typewriters. You know, we, we have computers now, change is a good thing. You know, many of us, probably the majority of people, certainly working professionals, aren't going out changing our car's oil ourselves in the driveway. We're going to some other service where there's somebody who can probably do it better than we could, certainly faster than we ever could. So, you know, the whole idea of change is really hard for people, but, you know, we need to embrace it. Otherwise, we're going to be totally businesses are going to be totally out of the picture if they're not embracing those types of things. Right. Now, obviously, there's a lot of places to that or a lot of people offer marketing and, and businesses that say that they do marketing and things like that. 
if our business owners are are looking at hiring somebody to do marketing um, and things like that, what are some of the things that they really should be looking at in hiring, you know, somebody, you know, like yourself or another firm to do this for them? Yeah, that's that's a real huge challenge because people, you know, people need to be certified to become a CPA. People need to be certified, you know, and educated to become an attorney, a financial planner. People in that world, you know, there are, you know, criteria in order to present yourself as one of those professionals. In the marketing world, website development, social media marketing, it's kind of the wild west out there. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there are a lot of organizations, including Google, that are now offering professional certifications. And that's not, you know, a one hour webinar, you know, that might be a six month long program that somebody takes a real deep dive into. So I would say one of the things is look and see if people that have been referred to you, do they have those types of certifications or any certifications? But ultimately when it comes to marketing, what people need to do is start asking the other business owners that they know you know, who developed your website? You know, who does your marketing? Who does your social media? The thing that I really caution business owners about is, um, you know, my niece does it for me. You know, she's on social media all the time, so she just does my stuff for me. Um, or, you know, my my brother-in-law, he likes, you know, he's a programmer and he's good with, you know, computers, so he built my website for me. And when I hear that, I suggest that they think, Would you hire your niece to sit down with your next best prospect and convince them to become your clients? Or would you hire, you know, your brother-in-law who likes to tinker with computers to, you know, close your next best clients? Because really you need to be careful about that. But it's, it's hard. And what I also suggest people do is if you have a contract with a marketing professional, build in milestones and, you know, this first chunk of time, we are going to achieve X. If that doesn't happen, we're going to either regroup or part ways. Mm-hmm. Um, way too often, I encounter people who have you know, signed up for a year long contract with somebody who it's not working out and they're frustrated. They're still having to pay this person. Um, and then they say to me, what can I do about it? I'm like, I can't do anything about it. You're the one who signed the contract. Right. So it's they really have to do their due diligence. If they're a member of a chamber of commerce, ask other members, who do you use? Not necessarily the person who's also a member. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're the right provider. Um, It's hard. Yeah. Now, I mean, on your website, you guys have a ton of free resources, um, you know, that that you guys offer. Um, is that something when, when somebody goes to, to look for a marketing type person um, to be able to, to see that? Or is that something that you're just doing to differentiate yourself from others? Well, providing good quality education, that's something that's key in so many businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously looking at a business professional's website, that's something that we all, everybody does. So you do want to take a look at their website and see how are they presenting themselves. Now, there is sometimes the mindset of, you know, what is it? The cobbler's kids have no shoes um, because, you know, everyone's so busy with their client's business that maybe they might neglect a little bit of whatever their primary core business is. But 
seeing information somebody has on their website, if they're a marketing professional, that could be a good question starter. Look and see, are they using good email marketing strategies? Is there a way for people to sign up for their email newsletter? Are they consistent with their communication? Basically, all the things you want your business to be, are they doing that? Um, my number one thing, again, is the website. It needs to be a current website. I mentioned sometimes websites look kind of frumpy because they're a little bit dated. The other thing that's important to understand is if somebody has a website that was configured, if it was built three years ago, it was built on technology that was top of the line three years ago. And just like our cell phone, a three-year-old cell phone works perfectly fine. You can call people, you can look at all your favorite apps, but it's not going to perform as quickly and as efficiently as a brand new website. I mean, a brand new cell phone. Right. Um, so that's another thing that people don't always realize also. Right. Now we've covered a, a lot of stuff here, here quickly. Um, you know, I could go on, go on for hours. Cause I, I always find that this is, um, you know, something fascinating and I love, love learning new things about business, but what if I not asked you that you wish I had? Um, you know, one of the things people ask me all the time is, hey, Pamela, how can I get more prospects? Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately, that's why all of this stuff exists. That's why your website exists. That's why your social media exists. What business professionals really need to understand is you need to get in front of round number 100 people, perhaps, in order to get three new clients at the end of the day. And so that's one of the things that people really, really need to understand is really just the math of it. It would be great if you only had one appointment and you got one new client and away you go. But really, people need to understand you need to constantly get in front of people on social media, ideally in person, if they belonged to local groups, if that's their business, if they do have a hyper local business, they need to be out there. They need to actually have people get to know them like them and trust them. So that way, then that person can either refer them or that way that person can ultimately become their clients. It's so critically important because we only do business with people that we like. Very true. So if people like what they hear, they want to learn more about you, they want to learn more about your company or even, you know, hire you to help them. How can they reach out to you? Yep. The best way is through my website, which is PamelaStarOnline.com. I also have um, some training that's available. I've got an online course called 10 New Clients in 30 Days Guaranteed, and it teaches professionals how to get clients doing exactly what I have done for the last 20 years, which is doing educational workshops, seminars, and webinars. And they can find that at PamelaStarOnline.com slash courses. So that's that's the best way. If they want to contact me, they can contact me through their website as well. I read all my emails. And so I try to get back to people as quickly as I can. Great. Pamela, I really appreciate your time today. I think that that you have given us a lot to think about um, and, you know, really hoping that the business owners really take this to heart and go back and, and kind of look at what they're doing and, and see if they actually do have a plan together to, to move forward. All right. Thanks, Gary. This week, our guest was Pamela Starr with Starr & Company. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.